0: I'm a knockout fighter with a kick-ass man That's why they call me the honky-tonk hitman I'm a knockout fighter with a kick-ass man That's why they call me the honky-tonk hitman Yeah! Welcome to AboutNashville.net About with your host, the Honky Tonk Hitman, Mike Rogers.
1: <laughs> Paris.
0: So you, you want to go to Paris? Yes. Why, why do you want to go to Paris?
1: I just want to take Grace Thomas there. Because she lives there. Because who? Grace Thomas lived there.
0: Grace Grace Thomas? Who's Grace Thomas?
1: My American Girl doll.
0: So your American Girl doll is from Paris and that's why you want to go to Paris?
1: Yes. To take her back to a real home.
0: Okay. So where's her home now? Paris. <laughs> now you're taking her back there. She I'm
1: her aunt, and her mom's at Paris.
0: I am not even following this conversation. So uh, speak Spanish for me. You said you, you said you can speak differently. Hola. Languages. That's hello. Okay.
1: Uno dos tres cinco tenis
0: No. Uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis siete ocho nueve diez. Yes.
1: Yes. That's what I was about to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you speak any other languages? No. Not at all. No. Okay, well, you sounded like you were speaking a language whenever you were, before we started the podcast. None? None for you? (laughs) So, so, today was an important day, right?
1: But there is one I can do, um, I can do one in Paris, which is Moujou.
0: So, so today was an important day. What, what, what was so important about today?
1: It was Easter?
0: That's right. It was Easter, right? Huh? What ma- what what makes Easter so important? What was what was what was uh, what was so important about it being Easter?
1: Because you get to fun. But,
0: but what is what are we celebrating at Easter? Eggs. Okay, and what and what else besides eggs are we celebrating? God. How are we celebrating God?
1: Because it's called birthday.
0: N- no, Christmas is God's birthday. <laughs> well, Jesus is birthday birthday. So, so, what would Easter be? What would Easter be?
1: God. I know.
0: Uh, Easter is whenever he came back out of the, uh, you know, he, he rose from the dead. Oh. I don't get it. You don't get it?
1: I don't get what I'm saying. That's okay,
0: there's a lot of people that don't get
1: it. All right, what do you want to talk about?
0: I, I thought we were talking about it.
1: Let's talk about something else.
0: Okay. What do you want to talk about?
1: We're going to talk about something that's crazy!
0: <laughs> what do you want to talk
1: about? I think we should talk about...
0: What's that movie you've been watching on Netflix? Something about the boy in the clock or something. That's... What's it called?
1: Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart.
0: You sounded like you were answering a game show. What is Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart? Well, that sounds like Will of Fortune.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a really good movie. What's it about? Well, it's about this baby. And this is the music. They say that I was born. On the coldest day of Earth, they say that I was born with a frozen heart.
0: You singing there, that's good
1: and then, um, it's about this boy.
0: they say her, that I was born on the first can I just day ta- <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: and um her his mother was um having ice tears all over. And a dead bird got in her, <laughs> a dead bird fall, in her ear, and then um, this lady, this witch, came, and helped, and the mom whispered to the baby, "I know she'll be a much better mom, mother than I ever will," and then um, he, but um, she. Um, are you
0: saying the lines in the show, or are you are you, is this your own personal commentary?
1: This is myself. Okay. And um the witch when she she he was a baby, he took out the his heart and put a cuckoo clock in it because the heart was block of ice.
0: Okay. Alright. Well I'll have to watch this cuckoo clock show and uh and learn the song so I can sing along with you, all right?
1: All right. No,
0: You know what?
1: Do not turn this off.
0: Okay. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Episode 7 of About Nashville with Mike Rogers. Um... (laughs) I'm all excited today because this is episode seven. The the seven, they say, they say seven is the magic number. Once you get past seven, then you've actually got a legitimate thing that, that's going to continue to keep on going. Well, I can tell you right now, we're going to keep on going. Uh, maybe not without some problems, but we're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on going. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um... Uh, well, as I said in uh, the first, the very, very first episode, uh, this podcast will be flawed. <laughs> Boy, have I run into some technical issues in the last week. Um, but I'm still working through those technical issues. Man, you hear my computer uh, in the background? The, the, the fan comes on. It sounds like a helicopter is taking off in the background. Uh, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Um, so I lost one whole interview, uh, that I thought I had, didn't get it. Uh, so I'm going to have to go back after that interview again, because it was a good one. Uh, a couple of interviews I had, um, I lost like the first five, five or six minutes of the very first of the, how it started out. So, uh, those were salvageable. Um Regardless, I'm still uh, trudging forward and I'm still learning as I go and I'm doing this thing, but I sure could use some podcast help. It's driving me crazy. Um, Let's see what what else have we had going on this week and 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 everything. Uh, went and saw that Superman versus Batman two or is it Batman versus Superman? Have no earthly idea. But it was good. I was I was very entertained. I have to admit. Um, I was excited all week about going to see it. Went and saw it at the IMAX um, uh, the the IMAX 3D and uh, it was pretty cool. I got to admit. I, I really really did like it. Um, I'm not gonna. Throw out any spoilers there for you, uh, but but go see it if you get the opportunity. Um, what else is is heading on or coming on around here? Uh, bu- 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 we're working on the Indie Outlaw show. Um, I'm trying to anyway. Uh, my headliners have uh, the the headliners that I've used in the past have fallen out uh, due to gigs that they have out of town that are going on during the same week so i'm scrambling around i'm trying to figure out what in the world am i going to do for this new indie outlaw show this indie outlaw show is very very important because it's what we use to raise all the money for the middle tennessee golden gloves and the tennessee silver gloves uh, every year so it's important that we have this show so that we can get the funding to continue to do that uh, for the kids but it's uh it's a maddening. uh we'll figure it out uh we'll figure it out somehow or another uh spent this morning uh listening to charlie rich and don williams on our record player absolutely love them both um yeah i got to got to check those guys out uh they were part of the records uh that i I bought uh, when i was down there at grimy's and and uh, i'm glad i picked them up i might have to go back to grimy's they had some good stuff there uh grimy's downtown nashville it's awesome 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 uh what else is going on all kinds of crazy politics that you're that you're still seeing in the uh the news between the the republicans and the democrats and it's the the craziest thing i've ever seen in my entire life i mean it it, literally it's it's like it's ridiculous we we're in trouble We, we have nobody to pick nobody to choose from and my personal opinion, they all suck. So I have no earthly idea. It's like we're going, when we go into the election, uh, we're going to have to basically choose who's going to suck the least. Uh, I guess, um, nobody that I really, in my personal opinion, this is my personal opinion. You're not supposed to talk about all this kind of stuff, but who cares? Um, you know, I, it, it, it I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Hopefully we just, you know, we'll turn this ship around. I'm not even sure that's, possible at this particular point, but we're Americans and we always find a way to do it. God bless America. God
1: bless America.
0: Um, I have no idea why I'm going to these voices either. So um, today <laughs> on the episode, we have Rick Monroe and uh, Rick Monroe is one of those independent outlaws that goes out there and does his own thing. Uh, he gets on the bus, he goes and tours all over the country, he plays his music. He's kind of like a Sturgill Simpson and a Chris Stapleton uh, and a Jason Isabel in the sense that he he, 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 he goes to the beat of his own drum. Uh, you know, he doesn't rely on the the big the big record labels to put him in business, or he doesn't wait around for somebody to hand him something for him to go out and do what he loves. He just makes it happen, and uh, you got to appreciate a guy like that. I mean, this guy, he, he goes out there and he tours with everybody from Eric Church to Lee Bryce to to uh, uh, he named it several people that he goes out there with and and that's commendable you know that's that's somebody that's uh, not wanting to wait for somebody to give something to him or have something happen he, he makes it happen and and uh, and that's important I think that's for important for anybody out there don't don't you know if you want to be in country music don't wait to be around in it and just be in it and then the rest will work itself out um, so let's get on to that interview with uh, Rick. Monroe.
1: Monroe. Monroe. Monroe! Monroe! Monroe!
2: Did we not record any of that?
0: Hell no. <laughs> and that shit was good.
2: That's funny.
0: That's not funny. That was 25 minutes later a loss.
2: That is not good. Alright.
0: God dog.
2: Well there you go. Take two.
0: That that hurt. That like that hurts. Yeah, it's kind of like coming out there, you know, your your head on points. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming out the eleventh or twelfth round, and boom, <laughs> you're like, out oh. you right on the button. Oh yeah, and then you're like looking up at the lights, going, Oh God, I was I was ahead on all the, all the scorecards.
2: I just had to get out of this round. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just, all I had to do was get out of the round. So I guess Come we should run. explain. Okay, so we we. You know, and I told you in the very first episode that this is going to be a very flawed podcast. (laughs) I did not realize exactly how flawed that was going to be. We were, I'm here with Rick Monroe, and we are at Union Station Hotel. And literally, I'm going to tell you what I told you 25 minutes ago. It is beautiful where we're at. We're looking at these big, great big windows with uh, with these big curtains and this ballroom type thing, and uh, you know we're watching the cars come up and down, and, and uh, we even made a joke about the uh, the country singers coming in and leaving. Yes. Um, we we had a lot of great. You know, we, we talked about a
2: lot of really twenty five minutes of twenty five awesome minutes of freaking awesomeness. Gold. Radio gold, podcast gold that you're never going to get back.
0: And never going to get back. It was like, like I said, it was like we were hit on all scorecards. Going into (laughs) the 12th round and then just got caught right on the chin looking up at the lights, hearing the count, go to 10, realizing that you will never get that back. It (laughs) is sad, it is sad, it is sad. But anyway, we will will try to get a little bit of it back. Um, You know, we talked about, you know, some of your guilty pleasures out on the road that being, uh, I, I, like I said, it's like getting hit. In the- I
2: know, man. what we, well, we just got to start it back over. All right. So, here we are <laughs> talking about Nashville, talking about music. <laughs> There's a good plug. Talking about Nashville. Talking about Nashville. And you know, he, you know the perfect. You know what? Actually, by dumping that and not recording it is a complete perfect analogy of Nashville. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you can try your heart out, and it will still get crushed. But then what you do is you just keep coming back. That is right? a statement. So, so now we're just gonna, we're just gonna soldier on and, and, and finish this up right.
0: How many times have you been beat up in this town? Literally like, beat like, up in Like
2: this literally? Game. No, like, like not physically. physically, I just mean oh, like. I say physically, man, never. <laughs> <laughs> I know better than to fight. i not tough, I just oh, don't no, do No, 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 man, I've, man, I've been beat up, I've, I mean to the point where people that, that were, that I, I would swear were like lifelong friends. That we're going to really? be friends from now until forever have have put so many knives in my back that i felt like i was Augustus caesar man so you know, they
0: turned on you they they, they well stabbed you know, in the
2: people, back. people stab you in the back or they or their own agenda outweighs your agenda and you end up becoming collateral damage uh, really? uh, people's egos you know people sometimes you know i mean i've had a couple of those things um and you know and it's it's always it's always astounding and it, you know and, but on the other hand I've had some amazing people do some amazing things, too. So
0: You know, you just brought up a, a, an important thing, that, that, that it amazes me that country musicians,
2: you know, some of them do. I,
0: I will say that, that. You know, you guys like uh, Jason Aldean and Luke Bryan and, and uh, people like that, they they find their cliques and they stay in it and they kind of yeah. protect their own and, yeah. and, and uh, they, they help each other through their, their synergy. That's smart. Um, Whereas I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's those that haven't quite had that success that are more it's like, as you said, backstabbing. They're very, uh, you know, may, I don't know, maybe maybe the success gives you confidence, but I don't know because those some of those clicks are, are made when they're still
2: coming up. Yeah, as they're coming up. Well, and that's the thing too is they know that everybody's agenda is the same. Mm-hmm. That they're not, right. you know when they're coming up, and you know the then you know the people that are sitting next to you are the people that have been there when you were down not just cuz you're up. Cuz that's the thing too is it's always like you know you want to okay, here's a really good tip to anybody if you're coming to town, get to know people just to know people, not right. for what they can do for you. Yes. Cuz I mean yes. there's a lot of there's a lot of that. And you yeah. can kind of tell the per- if a person only hits you up on certain occasions, yep. then that's somebody who just wants something. And I mean, you know, and if it if it's something that works out, that's fine. But sometimes, man, you just you just need to be a person first, Sure. and be like, hey, you know, how are you? What's going on? Not what are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? It's right. more or less, and I think that that because you know relationships are invaluable. And again, you might stumble that we were talking about it about how this. I always joke about Nashville being the Borg. You know, as the Borg rises, you know, one <laughs> Borg rises, everyone rises, and sure. that's that's the whole thing about co-writing. That's about getting involved in different you know groups of people and writing with different groups because it's, it's kind of like you keep spreading that you know that seed around eventually something's going to pop up sure. and grow and when it does you know it's just it's amazing how many people that 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 inertia will take with it i just had a couple buddies just get a number one song and like and now their next song starting i've got a bunch of songs written with them and now people are looking at those and i've got a song that's like up a finalist for some like songwriter competition Just and I think a lot of it's just that energy from them being successful. Mm-hmm. And I think it starts to pick up and if you can get caught up in that wake. Who is your country music hero? Was it Garth Brooks or Garth Brooks it? I would have to say is probably like the, the pinnacle between him and Hank Jr. I just got to meet Hank Jr. at Sturgis this year. So oh, that's awesome. cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool, I've never met him. Yeah, he's awesome and man, put on an awesome show. I, I mean I've, I've, I've like heard video, I mean I've, heard, I've seen videos and heard recordings of him not doing such a great show. What is he in his mid 60s? I, got I no idea. But he's awesome. I mean, awesome. Bo-sethus. I am, yeah, man. Yeah. How could you not
0: be awesome?
2: That's just boastfulness. My favorite thing about him is he gets up and does whatever the hell he wants. Like musically, and this is, and this is something that I kind of do. I'll get up and I'll play a medley, and I'll play everything from Plain White Tees to to Maroon Five to Metallica to um, Ramstein to, you know. To Vern Gostin, to you know, you know, what about Marty Stewart. I mean, literally. I mean, I will go like, literally. Like, and people would just be like, "Whoa, that was pretty weird." <laughs> but but that was funny because Hank was doing that. He was doing all kinds of crazy really? stuff. Really? Yeah, he was doing these medleys of just and just kind of doing his own thing. And I was like, "Yeah, that's because to me, it's 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 music." I mean, there's obviously there's a certain a formula or a certain format that's good for marketing and there's a certain genre as far as people that you can connect with, but music is still kind of a, especially now more than ever. So know. what
0: would Bill Clinton have said was
2: his, his, his favorite song that he did that night? Uh, I don't think I'm actually going to tell you what. <laughs> I, I, it's not that I don't talk about music. It's just, I, I don't know.
0: I did <laughs> I, not. I had to capture that again. Yeah. He, he did his Bill Clinton uh, impersonation in, the, you know, in that 25 minutes that we'll the never miss, get The
2: five. missing 25 minutes, the missing tape.
1: It's crazy,
0: man!
2: It's insanity. I yelled, they're, they're probably going to be running in here now going, yeah. what the hell's going on in there? It's weird that we're actually, like, they're in there having some kind of soiree. And I we're, know. Or we're kind of hidden here in the corner. I know. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> I felt like a little kid. like. Although, the sound is better because they've, they've obviously gone into their room because it was a lot louder earlier. It,
0: well, and it sounded like there was almost like a concert. Oh, it was pretty on. awesome. Yeah, I was
2: that's... like, ah, here we are. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever, okay, radio tours. The radio tours are, 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 are I mean... I don't know man, they're they're funny because you know you get up in the morning and, and you know your musician's not used to morning, you go in. So one morning I was hungover, not gonna lie. I had a little bit of lib- libation salvation the night before. Stumbled my way in, bleary eyed, smell I think I was probably still, you know, a little bit on the you know, intoxicated side. <laughs> and I meet the DJ, man, he's a nice guy and he's like, hey man, how you doing? Blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh cool. We sit down, he's like, All oh, right, we've got Rick Monroe in the studio and I was like Oh, he's messing with me. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm going to mess back. And I'm like, all right, man, we're having a great time. And this is going to be a great day. And he looks at me. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. You did oh, not. Man. I'm like, I'm going to get so many calls from like my radio guys. They're just going to, all of a sudden, the guy like looks at me, gets to the first break. He's like, you know what, man? I'm like, oh, here it comes. You have a great voice for radio. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> So, no, 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 no! I thought you'd appreciate that. That what is, is nuts. That's I think that's something people don't understand either. Like a lot of people think, okay, I play a song, i you know, like I'm, I write a song, I play, I go to Nashville, I, somebody finds me, I become a star, or I go on a TV show and I become a star. Mm-hmm. That's all good and well for a short period of time, but there's not a lot of longevity in that moment. The thing is, you what you have to do is develop again relationships. And with radio, that's a whole other level of relationship because you really, and I've been very fortunate because, you know, last year we did like 110 stations. And you know what? I still pretty much almost every one of those stations could write one of those guys and just say, hey, what's up? What's going on? And whether, and not even to hit them up about playing, but just to talk to them. And if I'm in town, they're going to want to come out. We're going to hang out and have something to eat or anything like that. And to me, that is far more important that relationship, and that's a lot of people think you have to put. That's the kind of work you have to put in for longevity.
0: Absolutely, and, we, we, and, and when we were talking about being in the twelfth round and head on all the cards and getting hit and getting the wind taken out of yourselves, uh, what was that moment for you in Nashville?
2: What, just like getting like?
0: Yeah, like you're 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 like this is about to be as big as it's gonna get. And
2: well, I've had well, a cu- I've had a couple two, of those. You know, where we had where we um where we had uh. We had a single at radio, video was doing really well. I was out on tour with Randy Hauser. Everything was cool, I had the band. And at the time, um, somebody, we had like a, a, an account, a financial account for the, for the label that I was using for like the cast and like that, and keeping the tour going, got cleared out by one of the guys. And one of what guys? One of the label guys. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah and uh so there i'm sitting there on a starting a four-day run
0: oh by the 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 way the you can say you've never been in a
2: fight master at the same time we'd gotten in a fight with bank of america because um this is when the economy took a real dump you know my wife lost two of her jobs which was making she she made i quit doing mainly a lot of touring and i was doing mostly writing Mm. so there was no income and the, the tours we were doing were more like gratis because that's the thing people don't understand a lot of times you go out and you do radio shows and so for nothing mm-hmm. but because for the promotion because sure. you, you want to get so yeah we i mean I'll be, I'll be candid man we literally got inches away from losing our house so here i'm losing my house don't have any money in the bank to like do it and there's no money in, in the account and i'm sitting there with five guys in the van knowing i have to figure out a way to get to the next four days pay them Credit card. I had no credit card at that point because oh. credit cards were all being shut down. Oh. Because we, right, it took us two years. We fought with Bank of America to keep our house. So we expended everything we had. And instead of them ever refinancing us, they fought us up until like the last day. And then finally, my wife somehow got the president of Bank of America wow. direct line. And you just said, okay. Literally from like the last day. I mean, we're, in, we're, we're, I mean, that's grace of God stuff. Absolutely. But I mean, so, I mean, I, you know, yes, have I been. On the mat, that was like one of those moments that I was just like, I, I just, I'm just sitting there. Going, I don't, you know, what do I do? You know, we, you know. Somehow we muscled through it. The promoters helped. The people helped me just get through that weekend. I got the guys paid, and, and I was like, all right. Well, now what? So that obviously that deal went away. Um, do you have children? No. That, which kind of makes life a little bit easier for yeah. that kind of a thing. If sure, we had kids, it would sure. be, be I would quit. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> at that point, I would have, I just feel like, that's it. Like, you know, I, I can't. Nah, you have an artist's heart. You'd have yeah. found a way. You'd have found another way. Uh, you know, and then I've had things, I guess, you know, or I've had people that, that I thought were very close to me that have kind of, you know, but, okay, those are bad stories, but here's a good story. Okay. And it's a name dropping story, but it's a good story. I do a lot of work with Safe Haven. Safe Haven's a homeless shelter, which because of what almost happened to us, Safe Haven became like one of those places I'm like, this is a good thing. They have an 85% success rate, taking homeless from the street to home ownership, okay. or, or, you know, I mean, on their feet. It's amazing. So once I got to know about them through my church group, one of the girls there, I really got into it because I know what, what that feels like. I can't even imagine actually being there. So as we were getting into it, I was helping promote stuff. Uh, an artist um, first year donated a little bit of money, and last year it was the churches, Eric Church. Him and his wife donated a large sum of money in my name to Safe Haven. Oh, wow. Which I got to win the golden boot for raising the most individual money.
0: That's pretty cool.
2: So, as bad as it was sitting under the gas pump, how cool is it when you find out that somebody who, one, you look up, I respect him as an artist. Sure. He's an awesome person. But that they would do something like that out of the blue.
0: Right.
2: You know, which made me feel good and did a lot of good for other people. Uh, So... You know, you kind of weigh those two stories, and yeah. you know that one wins.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right, hell yeah.
2: You know, and a lot of people don't know that. A lot, of, I love it when people talk about certain artists. I and mean, I've been very fortunate that I've toured with a lot of bigger artists and gotten to see a lot of sides of them that other people don't. So I'm always, I always love to hear when someone's like, "Well, that guy's." A... I'm like, <laughs> with no
1: personal experience whatsoever. We'll like, I have again. no
2: idea. Yeah. You, know, you might have met him on the way to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, right. after being right. on a bus yeah. all night. Yeah, and, and he's like, <laughs> you know I mean.
0: It's just, or, or worse yet, they they judge the person by their music.
2: Yeah, well, but you can't do that either. You know, yeah.
0: I mean, I've made that mistake, you know, before, just because I didn't like a certain person's type of music, you know. And I've, I've talked about it before on other shows. And then I'm going, I don't really like that person. And then I have to go back and go. And they're really two different things, you know, yeah. the, the person and the music are absolutely completely two different things. So, yeah, I, I, I get that, totally get it. But you made a great point. You're talking about how, how you had to pay to be out on the road to do certain things and you're doing it for publicity. But uh, do you remember the, the time when, uh, uh, well, that's what you would remember. It's one of the things that I was going to say was there are artists and, I, and I'm not going to name the name, but <laughs> uh, uh, she's very, very popular. Um, but I, I learned through her that, that to be on a certain tour, she had to take money from her publishing deal to be able to pay her band just to be out on the tour. Right. It was worth it to do it because of who she was out with and it, and it you know, propelled, you know, it made her, yeah. made her even bigger. Well,
2: that's, that's when you make that judgment call. You have to look at sometimes, there's some situations where you're like, hey, well, we're not gonna make any money. Well, like, obviously your crew and everybody else has to make money, but as the artist, this is when people are like, why does that guy make so much more money than we do? And it's like, well, because we make these risks. We take these. Sure. Because you go, okay, well, if I, if I go ahead and suck up this amount of money for these things, will I end up garnering more for it? Which, like, is it is it gonna be great for merch? Like, you know, if you get out with the right artist, you might sell twice as much in merch as you would have, you know, what they would have paid you. So, I mean, you got yeah, you definitely yeah. Have, you have to make, and it, it's merch sad. Merch a lot of money. Yeah, sure. it is, it, but, it, but it still is sad because it is it is a pay-for-play across the board it's yeah. used to it's just like any other business you need money to make money yep and um, you know I mean so it's that's kind of where you you the, the, the relationship between either an investor or a brand or something has to come into play or a label sure. that will invest because it, it just again everything costs
0: the two the two parts to this that I really want to bring up for the listeners out there Especially if you're interested in getting into country music or, or dropping everything you have and, and coming to town and, and, and thinking that you're going to make a career here. Uh, I said it earlier, I didn't get it on tape, but I want to say it again because I think it's worth emphasizing. Um, come here and, and work as a writer. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, everything starts with the song, and the song cultivates the relationships the relationships cultivate the career and the career cultivates the artist so uh, yeah. it all it all it all starts with the song. so come here and work on your, your songs uh, work on your songwriting and that's the way I think they're coming for us man they are they've had enough <laughs> <laughs> run <laughs> okay. so uh, the the next part that I want to say is don't burn bridges it doesn't yeah. matter if you are a musician or whether you're an artist or whether you're a are working at a record label. Uh, relationships are everything in this town. This town, uh, you know, as big as it is, the people that make all and call all the shots and make everything happen—it's about the size of a church community. And everybody knows everybody, and everybody. everybody knows everybody's business. Yep. So if you if you got do everything that you possibly can, humanly possible. To develop those relationships, keep those relationships alive, and, and if something goes wrong, make sure that you're not on the wrong end of it. So which,
2: which I, you know, I got to tell you, like some of the faults that I have is I'm a person who wears my heart on my sleeve. I'm also not. You're artist. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people are really good at you know at, at you know like you know kind of oh, okay and making everything all right and just. But I'm very like if I don't like something it's you can tell oh, your vocal about it. Um, and, I, and I kind of sometimes say things or if I see something if I see something that's wrong or in, like I think it's like injustice I'll, I will open my mouth which is probably not the best thing or if I see something being done wrong right right which in all reality going if I could go back I probably there's probably certain situations where I would just let it let it roll
0: what would the you now say to you 10 years ago
2: um, I would probably say uh, well, I would smack myself because I probably thought I was a lot. I thought I had it probably going on a lot more than I did. I probably had yeah, yep. my ego was probably out, out tracking my actual value. Sure. You know, and I and I, I had certain things and I thought they had more value than what they really do.
1: Sure.
2: Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things out there that are kind of false leaders that make you feel like you're being successful when you're really not. Like the true success actually comes in when you're doing hard ticket sales and you're actually selling. You know, I mean there's yep. and a lot of that you'll get these little cool things like you know you'll, you'll get chart position or something and think you're doing something right that's really concrete which you know it's it's very fleeting right so i think i would i would uh i tell myself to kick i'd say kickback turbo and and kind of like reevaluate what you're doing.
0: Well, that's why you know. You, I don't know if we caught it on tape or not, or whatever, but you, you you said that you know they asked you when you came here, do you want to be famous or do you want to be successful? And you had to think about it for a minute. And you said successful. Yeah. And, and the, the truth is, anybody that comes, you know, any it doesn't even matter if it's country music; it could be any form of art. Right. You know, if you do it for fame. You're in it for the wrong reason you got to do it because you love it and, and
2: there's nothing else you can see yourself doing That's right because I mean you know fame is fleeting. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know We've all seen have seen the cats that have been like, you know, front-page news everything today yep. and gone by lunch. Yep, and, it, and I you know and I'm, it, I, that's when you kind of go is it would it be better to go ring the bell and go away Or it would be better just to keep going and and enjoy the journey. Sure. And eventually you might ring the bell, you might not. But, but you know, really, I mean, life is a journey. Right. But the the end, we all know what that is. (laughs) So you're really in a hurry to get there. So what you do between now and then is kind of what, you know, the, the beauty of it is. And so, I mean, having something to get up every day to struggle for is almost kind of cooler than just waking up going, well, you know, I did that, and that's kind of over now. what am I going to do? Sure. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the artists that can maintain a certain level of success, I mean, that's another thing, too. When people start dogging on other artists, look, if you're able to get in this business, convince somebody to put you in a position, and you can be successful, and you can garner fans, and you can sell something god bless you absolutely more power to you i don't i mean who am i to to, to judge somebody especially someone who's selling out arenas or someone who's whatever i might not like their stuff might not be my cup of tea but at the end of the day you know they've done something that is that is not that's resonating with somebody and it's not an easy feat so so i mean you know i think a lot of times people forget that people will dictate what they want sure the, the fans and the people will eventually dictate what they want absolutely
0: so what, what is your process to write a song what is well how would you're gonna you wake up in the morning and what is your process what do you what do you do to it sounds a like a blue song
2: I woke up this morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got, got, I, got blues song? I got I got no coffee blues. <laughs> 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 no I mean I am um, it's always different it's always it's you know it, it's uh I'll hear something like we have a song called grapevine shrink alike Okay. I was out and I saw a plaque that said that I'm like, I can't believe that's not a song I look it up, and there was nothing that was like a song, and so I'm like, screw it we're doing it, called a buddy, we wrote it uh-huh. um, there's other things where uh, I just wrote one called Heroes and it was about actually um, my father-in-law is like a guy who just I mean, he, he was in the military, but he wasn't like he never did, was in any big wars, never did anything really crazy, but he's a guy who's gotten up every day and gone to work and taken care of his family and done all these things, I was like well, not all heroes get medals. Mm-hmm. And so that became like the hook. I was just like I said that. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. So I wrote that.
0: So you you find the hook and then you look for the fish.
2: Oh yeah, I kind of yeah. I okay. try to do that. I mean, so sometimes I'll have the melody, you mm-hmm. know, and I'll be like, oh, this is pretty cool. But I mean, I always I've never done
0: that. I've never I've written a hell of a lot of songs, but I've never written the melody and then and then develop the song around yeah. that i don't know because i'm a sucky guitar
2: player we've done a couple <laughs> things too I, I i think melodically a lot too so uh, i might have a part and i'll do stream of consciousness and kind of come up with a hook that way but i do a lot of to me it's it's the melody has to be hooky so so sometimes you kind of have to form the words around it but if you put the right story so and plus melody sometimes already leads its way into a story mm-hmm. like well this sounds like this and then that you can kind of do it but then it's you know I co-write so a lot of it's I'll set up an idea they'll do it we'll work it out so you play video
0: games
2: I'm sorry what? you play video
0: games
2: no man I you know At all? Never? No, you didn't I, I, I kind of did but I luckily I, I I mean I I got out of it you were on the surfboard I forgot yeah after Dreamcast I snapped I tapped out you know and then when it got into all the other, I was just like Did you say
0: Dreamcast? Yeah,
2: man, that's old school. What is that? That was like, um, I forget which video. It was, it was one of the first DVD ones with like high graphics, but it wasn't like, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, it was. It was one of the. I think it was a PlayStation one or something. It was called Dreamcast. Dreamcast.
0: I was like, about heard of that.
2: That was like 15 years ago or something. I stopped. (laughs) Yeah. But I tried. I tried to one time I was out on tour and um, everybody was playing like Black Ops, but of course they would like always switch my controller around. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they could pad their scores. So everybody'd be like, "Hey, yeah, let's get Rick to play. We need, we <laughs> we need to up our levels." Oh, and I'd be in there like, "Hey, I'm I'm swinging," and they're just all like,
0: <clears throat> "My son is like a ninja on that game. Like, like when you when you do the one on one or whatever yeah. else, he'll." Uh, he'll give me like the bazooka or whatever else, and and, and or a machine gun. And he's I'll just use the knife. And he will still get you, and he'll still
2: kill me. He'll still get you. I'm like, like, how
0: in the hell does he do you're that? You're just
2: sitting, all of a sudden you look up and you just see a knife go across, and right. you're, like, you're dead. I'm dead, <laughs> and you're like, how did that happen? I'm
0: like, this this is this is rigged, man. Yeah. This is
2: rigged. No, I've got kind of an addictive personality, so I've always kind of kept myself away from video games. Well, that's
0: smart. At least it's because uh, it would know.
2: it would you know it would suck up a lot of my dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, that's probably one of the reasons. When I got married and had kids, uh, uh, I was like, uh, I still played video games uh, a lot. You know, when my son was younger, but. Uh,
2: well, that's something you're doing with him, though. I mean, it's like, you know. Not, really. <laughs> not really. No, actually, I, I would get games he couldn't play, and I would just sit around looking at him like, whatever, man.
0: <laughs> I was even worse than that. Man. I would give him a controller that wasn't even plugged up, so he was sitting beside me. Nice. And, we were, and I would play the game, and he would think he was playing, too. Nice. And he was never even in the game, and just, you know, <laughs> a father-son thing that really wasn't. It's horrible. I am just. I, I like love it that you're dead. admitting it, though. Yeah, you know, hey, what did I say? This is one of those, I've gotta go back and say i'm sorry yep. to everything uh oh, yeah. kind of podcast <laughs> um we never did my name is earl
2: my name is earl, yeah.
0: Who, who that was the chipmunks guy that
2: played that yeah role. it was it's uh what is, the, what is his name he's like um he used to be a pre pro, pro skateboarder like uh, no. that yeah but actor was I think. somebody said that toby
0: keith was up for that role at one point really yeah that would have been interesting
2: uh, I think they made a good choice.
0: Good <laughs> s- no, no, not knocking Toby. I just I just think he actually said the same thing yeah. weekly. He's like, Man, I couldn't imagine if anybody else was playing that Yeah, so, yeah okay. I so you said that you were real big into Netflix. Yeah. And uh, movies.
2: <laughs> movies. I am definitely a movie or a show junkie, you know. You're not a movie or a show No, I I am definitely a movie or a show junkie. Okay. Like, I, I, just, okay. I definitely will like just totally junk out on something, you know. My poor wife, I made her like watch that whole show. One hundred. Really? You ever watch that? Yes. Yeah. That's yes. a really. I thought that was a pretty cool show. It's yeah. A, it's a great concept.
0: So did you? Did you ever? I mean, did, were there any shows that you've gotten hooked on? Because see, Netflix has run me. Like, I, like now I won't even watch shows while they're on. No, I have to. See. We have to wait till they're like already gone through all their seasons, so I can binge watch them all in Netflix. Yeah. No. No. Um, so, but the only show that I did watch, you know, as I was coming through uh, before they had Netflix, uh, was obviously Dexter and Breaking Bad. Yeah. And uh, obviously you did that because I heard you referenced Dexter oh, yeah. earlier.
2: <clears throat> yeah, the dark passenger that we all have. Did you, see, <laughs> did you ever see Six Feet Under? Yes. That's a completely different role. Totally different role. Totally different role. No, it's funny. It was from the first couple of Dexters, you're like, yeah, I'm not buying this. I've seen it. No, I'm not buying this. And then a couple in, you're like, okay, I totally buy this. I know. I I kept (laughs) waiting for him to kiss dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's six feet under, just like his husband. Yeah, you're like, I'm I'm not buying this. Yeah, right, right. Actually, I've been watching Shameless. Oh. It's a horrible show. What do you mean it's horrible? It's awesome. It's an awesome show, but it's just, they're horrible people. They are horrible people. (laughs) It's kind of like, it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like that, do you ever watch that? It reminds me of growing up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well there you go but it's one of the shows it's like a train wreck to watch like Curb Your Enthusiasm is one of the shows I've watched and I was uncomfortable watching it because I'm like when's everything going to fall apart right. and like for one second things are going right you're like uh, this is something bad it's like there it is <laughs> Which I guess is life, you know. Yeah, I mean,
0: name one day that goes by that something you know semi bad doesn't happen. I mean, obviously not like their yeah. life, but
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm a, that's what makes life interesting. And it's funny because I mean, like some of the stories I've actually told you, I don't think I've ever really even told many people. So really, you, yeah. Well,
0: see now, now yeah. you're, you're sharing it with all your fans here the on podcast, the podcast. Yeah. So uh, what movies? What are your favorite movies?
2: Man, you know, you got to go to the classics as far as like, I think Almost Famous is probably one of my, like, it's a top five. Like that. Really? Yeah, it's definitely a, some, such a great, great movie. Everybody was in that movie.
0: Yeah, and it was Even just. Even Jimmy Fallon.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it was just a great, you know, respect. Respect. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't think Mick Jagger's going to be dancing around at 40. Do you? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> no, he's not. He's gonna be dancing around at seventy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man. So, but, so you said you mentioned the, the uh, church earlier. Do you go to church a lot? Yes.
2: We have. Uh, I go to Village Chapel. Okay. Um, we actually go to the East campus and uh, try to. The cool thing about one of my favorite things about that church is um, not only is it the church it's not really like a membership kind of church, mm-hmm. but we have small groups which are all like neighborhood. So, cool. it's like, so our neighborhood group kind is like actually Community church Yeah, so it's very much like that And I, I get the whole thing of tithing But always, it's always been weird to me when like they make such a major deal out of it It's like tipping God Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy And then the, this one, I remember the very first time I walked in I, They never passed the plate And I was like, what's the deal? And there's like a little box And, and for some reason our church has got an immense amount of ability To, to give to multiple different charities And do so much stuff they don't really ask. Because one day he's like, look, obviously it's important that you give money because the church survives on it. He goes, but if you don't want to give it, I don't want your money from it. There, like, and now I was just like, wow. He's like, because if you don't give with a full heart, then that's, that God doesn't want that money. And I was just like, and that was all he's ever said about it. Like that was pretty much the rest of it was just books from the Bible. Yeah. And I was just, and I was kind of like, and, and, and um, our main pastor, his ability to take um, books of the Bible make it um make it be part of today as well and how it, it relates it's just it's, it's something i've never really seen in the church and there's not a lot of pomp and circumstance i actually i grew up cause i grew up episcopal episcopalian which is like catholic junior varsity or catholic life. <laughs> well, you know, diet I've, catholic
0: I've, I've never never struggled with with giving full heart but i have struggled that, with giving with a full wallet
2: yes Definitely, because like, somebody's like, "Oh, well, ten percent a- <laughs> so Are you an yeah, agent? Yeah, really. <laughs> Did you even get me that gig? I'm not sure. I think I'm gonna have to go back and are check. Are you sure I'm booked in heaven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm gonna see my writer. Make this. <laughs> but um. How so many times you read the bible? Um, I actually I do a daily re- readers. So I've, I mean, I don't know if I've read. I don't know how. to read seen. it from start to finish. I've never done it from start to finish, but I've read. You know, I've done like year-long Bible reads where you do, and I'm, I've read it.
0: So I'm gonna tell it. this story again because I told it in the last yep. podcast. Uh, the first time I ever uh, uh, the lost read the tapes, Bible. yeah, the lost the lost tapes <laughs> about Nashville, the lost tapes, um, and you'll never know what we talked about. Um, I, the only the first time I ever heard it, I, I bought a uh, the the Bible on CD and listened to it in my truck. I was driving around and it was James Earl Jones reading the Bible, and it always cracked me up because when I get into the New Testament, it was Luke chapter one, and I kept waiting for him to say, Jesus, I am your father. But when I jokingly said that the first time, you made a point that I never thought of, and there are probably some outtakes. Well, the
2: outtakes are going to be awesome.
0: I would yeah. love to just ask James Earl Jones if those really exist. Well, I just, you know, be like,
2: <laughs> that's funny.
0: Luke, get up on that. You know, and the whole time Jesus was going, are you, God, are you sure this is what you want me to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, that is even the Bible. He goes into the, the garden talking about, are you sure? Are, are you 100%
2: sure? positive? <laughs> this is what you want me to do. Cause I, know. I can, I can, I can find something else. I to know. do. I, mean, I, know. I could like, I could like touch everybody on the head and say you're sorry, duck duck goose or something. I mean, you don't, you don't have to make me do this. I know, I know. Does, that that part does <laughs> duck duck goose. <laughs> you're saved, you're saved, you're saved, and you are going to hell. Yeah, sorry, I just can't. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I ran out. I'll, I'll be back tomorrow.
0: You, you know. know, that that part always did kind of. Uh, you know, someone told me it was a, a pastor at one point. He said that. You know, all the names that are going to be in the book of life are already written. And I'm like, then what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Why, why are we doing this? That's
2: always it's a pre, pre predetermination now. If we want to go into a whole conversation, <laughs> that, that that just becomes really awkward because you're like, well, so is there a choice? And at the end yes, of the day, there's we, a choice, but he already knows he what going to too. say. And I've got friends that are that are complete, you know, against religion, against Christianity, and they're just almost hateful about it. I'm like, well. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of things, and they ask you questions, at the end of the day, you just look at them and go, I guess you just have to have faith, because you know what, I mean, you can try to answer a lot of these things, but but you either you either believe or you don't, at the right. end of the day, because cause there's, yeah, because you could sit there and, and knock holes in so many different things, but at the end of the day, most of the biggest scientists who have gone to disprove God have all ended up usually either going, well, yeah, there is a higher being, or have flipped to be Christians, so... There's a pretty good track record of those.
0: Sure, sure.
2: And just, I don't know. I'm, and the funny thing, as a Christian, uh, I think a lot of people forget that you're still human. I love when people are like, well, you did this and you're a Christian. I'm like, yeah, because I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> because I sin. <sinned>. Because <laughs> I suck, because I'm a human. I'm going to do horrible things. I'm a, I'm a horrible, wretched person, but I'm just trying to just it out. I'm a terrible example though. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, and I'm like, but that's, that's the whole point of trying to better ourselves in that direction and that's that's the journey and they're like I don't get that I'm <laughs> like I'm a good person I'm like no actually you're not <laughs> if you really think about it but I mean that's but that's you know I, and I guess that's another thing that I really like about our, the, you know, our pastor when he talks about things he's always like I don't have the answers I don't know everything mm-hmm. you know and he's always like I'm bound you know I just and I, and I think that self-defacing reality that we all need to come to as human beings is, it just um,
0: scares me, though, when people act like they do have oh, all the answers. Oh, well, then,
2: yeah, those are people you stay away from.
0: Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, what are you talking about? <laughs> how do you, how you know that? I know it says it in here.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I never read that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and James Earl Jones read it to me. Well, that, that, you know, actually, my dad had one of the, the best analogies about religion, because the problem is, is it's open to interpretation, right? Sure. So I think religion as a whole is like this giant tapestry, but each little sect picks their little small square, and sets everything on that so like you know one religion says well this is it and this and this they don't ever like step back and look at the whole thing and go oh it's so much bigger deal
0: right and
2: i think if you can push back and kind of try to give an overview you'll be less because i mean that, that way you're going to be more tolerant of others and all these other things and because it's yeah, i mean you know
0: right i mean I, I, I know we're not supposed to talk what is it sex religion and uh politics yeah.
2: uh, who you vote for <laughs> <laughs> just, we're doing it let's go I will say this much about politics, and I'm fine. I'm, fi- I'm fine with this. Okay, how many people are there in America? Three hundred and twenty million. It's, it's a lot. It's a uh, lot. It's a lot. And this is the best we can do. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get any closer than that. I mean, this is like this is this is it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, man. I'm. Mean, I don't know. The, the,
0: actually, honestly, the, it's like having to choose.
2: The best turd in the punch bowl that you have to eat. I, I kind of, I mean, I know there are people who are going to be really upset because they're so into certain people. And I'm like, dude, honestly, I, I don't know. And I, I don't know enough about each individual person to, to, to speak, you know. Yeah. But, so, I mean, it is what it is. You know, like, what was my pastor say? Pray and vote.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, literally, it's like, it, it's, I, I would, there's not one, not one choice. We have a punch bowl bowl full of turd, and they're asking us to take a chunk out of one of them, and they're hoping, we're praying, that this nasty taste doesn't linger in our mouth for the entire four years that they're in office. It's going to be bad.
2: Don't worry, the Illuminati runs it all anyways. Lord mercy. You just took that to a whole nother level. I have no idea. Lord. I don't know, man. You know... The one thing what would bill clinton say you know, about this <laughs> I'm, uh, i have no idea i just want to get back to the white house i left a couple things there <laughs> <laughs> oh she took a few things from there i left a couple things i took a couple things i want to put them back there you go i don't know man I, here's the deal man and, and i've been very fortunate i've toured the world literally i've been to almost every continent. and i've toured the world i've, I've hung out crazy. with all kinds of different people and it's funny i have a song called small town and to me, the, there's so much truth in the fact that no matter where you go, the world is like a small town. Is it the favorite we're, song you've uh, ever written? It's actually, it's, a, it's up there. Actually, there's a song called You Tent Me. It's my favorite one that will probably never get cut, but I love that one. But Small Town, I think, speaks to me because it's a very simple song, but it, it's, it's, it's very true in the fact that we're, we're all the same. We all fight, we all, we all love, we all hate, we all, we're all the, no matter where you go, we're all under the same sky, we're all the same, we're the same just trying to figure it out, you know, in our sure. own little way. And I think once everybody kind of figures that out, you know, you know the, the best thing that could happen to our planet is aliens. Because <laughs> you know what happened? And all these people that are interfighting fighting would be like, oh, whoa, wait, you mean there's them and us now? Oh, wait, I don't care what religion you are, man. You're human, right? Exactly. 9/11 <laughs> nine, 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 all over again. <laughs> it would all of a sudden be like, oh well, it's humans against. Well, know, yeah, it would, be, it would be global 9/11. But yeah, yeah,
0: after 9/11, the United States, after 9/11, at least for the first three or four months after that, it was the closest the
2: United States well, yeah. has ever come together. Because people were just like, man, we're all. It, it hurt all of us. We're all Americans. Yeah, and that's, and I mean that's. That's where we kinda need to get. I mean I you know, and I think we've we've overshot with some of this oversensitivity and some of these other things. I guess that the crux of people trying to not hurt each other's feelings is cool, but there's gotta be reality. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, a politically uh,
0: incorrect redneck.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I am too, obviously. I mean, look, we just talked about politics, religion, and everything else, and we're supposed to be talking about national. Sex, who's your favorite
0: porn yes. star? No, I'm kidding.
2: Well, let's see here. I, I, I don't know. I've never seen porn. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I, I only watched it in Braille. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one, man. That's a good one right there. But, um,
0: so what, okay. We're going to wrap this up, but, the, but what is the, you know, ultimately every, every country music singer that comes into this town wants to fill up arenas. They want to, they you know, they want to be the next Garth Brooks, or they want to be the next, you know, whatever, huge star. What is, Rick Monroe's, what, what, is, your, what is your goal that you think that you'll get that you go, they like me, they've accepted me, I'm part of the family, this is happening? I don't know. What don't, what is the one thing that you hadn't you know that you hadn't quite hit yet that when
2: you do you'll go hey well I haven't played I mean, the Opry. that's one thing Ooh. that would be kind of cool that'd yeah. be nice just to have that opportunity um I, you know I don't know I don't know if I'll ever actually be that kind of guy because I've always been kind of an outsider on my own I mean I've gotten to work with a lot of big people and do a lot of things but I kind of do it my own way uh-huh. so I don't know if if I fit their whatever I'm and, surprised you've not played the Opry. you know. And yeah, me too, because <laughs> I mean, I've done, I mean, I've done, I mean, I've got a, a pretty cool, but you know, I'm also not going to let that put a chip on my shoulder and be like, well I've done these things, I should have this because really we don't deserve anything. No, absolutely so, not. So, I mean, you know, all you, all you deserve is what you get up and earn every day. Absolutely. And every so, day is a gift. you know, and then, and then every day is a gift. So, you know, um, I don't know, man, it, as long as I can keep growing and keep touching people's lives, Then, then I'm winning, and that's honestly, man. I mean, that's yeah. Obviously, bigger, bigger, bigger venues. You know, uh, a nicer bus. uh, You know, you know, bigger paydays are great. Sure. But at the end of the day, as long as I can write something and know that it's actually affecting somebody else in a good way, then that's it.
0: When I when I came to town, uh, uh, my goal was to be the next Merle Haggard, uh, and then. As the years start to fade away, I would be happy just to be Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy just to hang a gold one on the wall and be like, okay, I was here.
2: No, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, I don't know, and it's, I guess the thing is too, it is a game of attrition. I mean, you'll see some people get lucky and and come in and, and just go straight to the top. Sure, but more often than not, you start looking into backstories and time, and oh, this band was this before this, and this guy was doing this before this, or. And then, of course, some of the connections that they have and all the things. I mean, it's it takes, I mean, well, Chris Stapleton is probably, he's here, like, what, 15 years? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, he's the best thing in the world. But, like, you know, five years ago, you probably could have gone down and seen him play like, Whiskey River and, and abroad. it. yeah. Or yeah. And nobody like, right, who the hell's that guy? Exactly. You know, so you never know. It's all about momentum. Yeah. It's all and about, it's, yeah. it's, it's attrition and momentum. If you stay long enough, you know, something will circle around your direction. Sir. Sure.
0: Sure. So all right. So, as we wrap up, what's, what's the uh, one piece of advice you'd give somebody
2: coming to this town? We kind of covered it a couple times, but I'll tell you, the, the biggest thing is do this because you love it. Literally love what you do. That You love music so much that it's something you have to do. If you don't feel that, you, then it's not worth all the other. Because you, you will get beaten up. Because You'll get beaten up in a lot of ways because you need to get beaten up to become a better artist. Absolutely. And I believe that 100%. And the, yeah, and the other thing, too, is they need to... Because here's the deal. Just look at your own life. Would you invest time in someone who can't take it? If you're training someone to box and sure. they can't make it through the first round, are you gonna keep training them? You know, like if, they, if they're like, I give up? Yeah. No, but if they fight through and fight through, you're gonna, just, you're gonna wanna pour more and more into them. And that's kind of what the system does. It weeds out those people that can't take the hits. If you don't love it, you can't take the hits.
0: You, you just said something that just is like a red light, you know, like, you know, <laughs> just went off in my head a bulb because you know when a boxer comes into the gym the very first thing I check is the one thing I can't train, and that's their heart. Right. You know, so I can I can I can teach them to, you know to throw a better left hook or yeah. a better right hand or to be faster or stronger, or whatever else. But I can't teach them to have a more heart. And if they they either have it or they don't, and it's yeah. like you said, you know, they they're either going to be able to take those lumps or they're not. And I, yeah. if I'm going to have an artist that I'm going to put everything into, I'm going to make sure that yeah. they can
2: withstand and persevere and continue to come take on the blows and, and just keep and show up when they're supposed to and do what they're supposed to and and and, and you know. Know, be grateful about. Everything's
1: it. a boxing analogy, isn't that
2: cool? Well, you know, yeah, because it's you know, life is a fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just started the podcast, looking up at the lights, and then we end up finding yeah. our way out of it. There you go, there it yeah. is. Hey, so that is cool.
2: a good good way to go out this thing, man. It's going to be an interesting podcast. Though. I uh-huh. appreciate it. Buddy.
1: <laughs> Golly.